Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to a brand new episode of Kaiju Conversation. Joining me today are two very special guests, my grandparents, Jim and Annie. How are you today? We're fine. Doing great. So, before we get into the discussion of this week's episode, little background story and kind of explanation for how this came to be. So recently I was on an episode of Kaiju Weekly where we discussed the 1954 classic Them. Um, during that I briefly mentioned that I actually had a little bit of history with this film that I felt like would be an interesting thing to explore as a interview. And here it is. Um, I hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So, before we get into really talking about the film, what were your first experiences with this film when it came out or when you first saw it? Well, uh, I was going with my now wife, and I wanted to take her to a movie, and so them came out, and they were showing it. That, uh, and so I asked her if uh, she would go with me. And uh, my mother was going to be our chaperone, because I, if I remember right, she was she was thirteen and I was twelve. And so my mother took us, and we went to the movie. Do you have anything to add, or is that pretty well? No, that's 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 about that. I just remember holding his hand. <laughs> so, what was it like seeing this movie? Did you see it opening weekend, or had this been out for a while and you had just got around to it? Back then, uh, they they never really had anything like an opening weekend or something like they do now. Uh, it had it had probably been out uh, maybe a week or two because the movies didn't stick around too long. Uh, they would change the movies about every about every four or five days. There was a different movie, so if you wanted to see something, you had to go see it pretty quick. And do you remember like was the theater full or was it you know pretty? Pretty open and empty when you went. Uh, it was pretty full because I know we sat kind of in a middle row. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, we weren't on an end, but we were in the middle. Uh, I think you were sitting next to your mother and I was sitting next to you. Right. And when this film came out, um, I imagine you had saw a trailer for it. Or something along those lines. And that's why you saw it, correct? Yes. So, what was it like being there and seeing this movie when it first came out? Well, I I really didn't know quite what to expect. And uh, uh, I, I, I don't remember. The only thing I remember was the man in the basement dead. Now, that I remember. And... Uh, that that's that's really the only scene that I really remember until at the very end, and I'll tell you why later. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, the movie, the theater had uh, quite a few people in it. It was on a Friday and, night, uh, if I remember right. I think that it was, and uh, 
whenever I first saw it, I didn't know exactly what it was going to be. I didn't know that it was going to be as uh, scary as it was. Uh, I was just looking for a reason to take my girlfriend to the movie before she had to go back. And when this movie came out, what did you think of the ants in it? The three foot tall, or the, not three foot, uh, eight foot tall ant props. Were they scary? Were they... Well, I, I don't really, really remember seeing too much of them. The head and the antennas is what I remember seeing. And uh, I, like I said, I don't like basements to this day. <laughs> yeah, yes, they were, they were scary. Uh, back that many years ago, uh, they didn't have all of the ways of shooting movies like they do now. Back then, this was considered a very scary movie. Nowadays, for the youth, it goes to all the movies that there is now with all the uh, uh, effects that they're able to use. They probably view this as kind of more or less of a comedy. It's not as funny. But back then, to us, it was scary. Now, out of curiosity, so you haven't seen a lot of new movies, but from what you have seen, how would you say them compares to modern cinema? Well, I think they're more polished today. It keep you more in suspense today than what they did then. And uh, I don't know. Most, most of the movies that we saw back then were black and white. There was only a few color uh, but uh, to me, black and white was uh, creepier <laughs> because you couldn't quite figure out all of right. that. Uh, well, my, uh, myself, uh, like uh, Annie said, the movies now, they have got, they're so polished and so, so perfect and you can just live them. Uh, but back then... Uh, with those ants, uh, when you first saw them, I mean, they, they were very terrifying. But uh, anymore with the different movies that they have out and the different creatures that they have in the movies and the special effects, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just not as exciting as a movie would be today. Right. Now, uh, you actually briefly mentioned this, and I'd like to elaborate a little bit more on it. When this film came out, did you react to the film as being a little, like, did it, to you, feel like it was pushing the limits of what should and shouldn't be in film? Or did you feel like it was all typically to standard of the movies of that time? I'm, I've always liked mysteries and uh, whodunits and such, and uh, I, I read a lot, and uh, well, we saw a lot of movies, too. Uh, that was that was a thing, you know, you could, you could go to a movie for a quarter, get a bag of popcorn for a nickel, and, uh, you know, it was no, you know, you, you went to the movies a lot back then. Uh, no, I didn't think it was pushing... Uh, the limits. If, if you notice going through the movie, 
you you didn't get to see the actual devouring of a human or you didn't see blood and gore uh, but back then that was about as bad as you figured a movie would ever get and now then look what there is today so no, I didn't. I didn't feel back then that they were pushing the limits. It's pretty up to standards. Yeah. Now, um, I'm gonna tell you a brief fact, and I want you to tell me what you believe or what you think. So, them was actually Warner Brothers, one of their highest-grossing films of 1954. It was also uh, almost nominated in. It almost won a Oscar for best special effects. Now. At the time when you saw this, did you think it was going to be one of the highest grossing films for a major studio like that? And did you think it could possibly win an Oscar like the special effects category? I, I had no idea, you know, that it was that that popular or... It, to me, the black and white, you color it with your mind, you might say. And the less you see, the more that you can imagine with your mind. And I think growing up, we listened to radio. And uh, that's kind of what you would think in your own mind was sometimes more frightening than what was actually happening. Yeah, no, I would have never thought that it would be that high ranking. Because back in that time, there was other uh, different kinds of movies, love stories, westerns that I really th if if I'd been thinking Oscar or uh, people are going to see it uh, a lot no I really wouldn't have thought that that it would have been that that high rated mm-hmm um, now another interesting factoid here it was actually made due to the huge success of uh, Warner Brothers other big sci-fi film of the previous year of 1953, The Beast from 20,000 Fathoms. Mm -hmm. Did you see that movie, or did you skip over that one? No, I never, never, never saw it. And speaking of Beast from 20,000 Fathoms, you mentioned that you saw quite a few movies. Was there any other movie like them that you remember going to see in theaters? As, as far as this uh, scariness of it and all, no, back then, that was about as scary a one that I went to. When I was a boy growing up, what I enjoyed most were Western movies. Uh, I, I didn't even go see the, the love story movies because I thought that was yuck. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, what the movies that I would go see would be ones that were were Western cowboy movies. And what was your fondest uh, cowboy movie that you can think of off the top of your head? Well, every Saturday, or you know, they have a matinee in the afternoon, and you had a continuing Western, uh, a Zorro or. Uh, the Lone Ranger or Hopalong Cassidy. And that's what you went for was to see what would happen next week. Mm -hmm. And that was that was the big thing was to 
see the afternoon matinee as maybe the other film was interesting, maybe it wasn't, but you wanted <laughs> to see how they had got out of this mess. The last time you le left them, they were like in a cave or something. Uh, yes, I think this, the uh, Western movie that I enjoyed the most, and I'm sitting here trying to think of the, of the name of it, it was a Roy Rogers movie, and I can see one uh, uh, clip from that movie. I can see it in my mind's eye right now, but I cannot remember what the name of that movie was. But I could have gone and seen it a dozen times. So you liked a lot of westerns. Um, let's see here. So you didn't. This was the scariest that film usually got, correct mm -hmm. for you? Mm -hmm. So what was the scariest part of the film? I think it still is with me. The unknown. What you visualize might happen versus what does happen. I think in your mind, you can almost think of something scarier. And uh, that's what I always liked whodunits, try to figure out who, how they would get rid of, how they would get out of this mess or whatever. I think the scariest part is when they're in the uh, sewers under the city mm. there and uh, uh, you was wondering how, you know, how many people is going to die by these things because they're so huge and so hard to fight in battle. And it was, it was very scary not knowing uh, what was going to happen in the very end. Now, I'm going to throw another factoid out, and I want to hear your opinions so originally, before the film's budget got cut, this was going to be filmed in 3D and in color. Do you think that would have added to the scary parts, or do you think that would have taken away from it? Well, like I said, to me, growing up with radio, you visualized in your mind what was happening. And what you visualized sometimes was scarier than what was actually happening. To me, uh, 3D would have really made it scary mm -hmm. because I know the first 3D movie that, that I ever saw, I, I just couldn't believe, uh, you know, you just kind of feel like you're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if they would have put it out in color in 3D, uh, it would have been, been a pretty scary movie. And, uh, speaking of color, this is just a minor detail I noticed. At the beginning of the movie, the title is in color. Mm -hmm. Now, at, in, by 1954, there was a handful of movies that were in color, but it was still not a very typical thing, especially on television. It would be mostly black and white. Most of the time, people couldn't afford mm -hmm. color TV systems. Was the fact that the logo and the title for the movie in color, did that stand out at all to you when you first saw it, or was it just kind of a... Yeah, it, it did to me. Now, I do not remember it from when I went to the movie, I'm going to be honest with you, but 
whenever it started tonight and the title come on in in red like it did I thought oh I hope they haven't colored this movie <laughs> and so yeah it, it was a surprise now in some releases of the film like on Laserdisc and most VHS's they actually remove the color from the title do you think that takes away from that small little detail of the film, or do you think it's okay that they would do that? I, I, don't, I don't think it would make any difference one way or another. If I remember right, the first color movie was 1943, Meet Me in St. Louis. And that was the first movie that I remember. I remember the whoever it was, she wore a pretty blue dress, had curls, and when she was ice skating. <laughs> and that was the first color movie I remember seeing. Now, so we, we've discussed what could have been, but I really want to now go into what was there. What is, if you had to pick one scene from this movie, and that's all you could talk about, what is that highlight? What is the highlight of the film that you would consider to be what you would think of when you think of them. I think when they have to shoot the antenna is the only way to, to get rid of it. I, I think the one was when they found the uh, store man down in the uh, cellar and uh, uh, what, uh, what had happened to him, that rifle uh, bent up like it was and etc. And that was, that was the one that stood out to me. Now, um, another little interesting thing here. Uh, this was actually what most people considered the first of the Atomic Bug film age. Mm -hmm. And in, in case you don't know what that means, basically after the film, them, you had many other movies come out that were giant bugs radiated from radiation, the beginning of the end, uh, the deadly mantis, um, the black scorpion, uh, tarantula, and did you see any of those movies or no? No. no. Just them. I if 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 Annie would have been in town longer and I could have taken her to another movie, I might have taken her to a different movie. But she was only in town for a short period of time, and I had to take her to one while she was there. So that's the main reason why that we saw them. I would have liked, knowing the way that she liked cowboys and etc., I would have liked to have taken her to a Western movie, which later on I did, but it just so happened this was, uh, this was the first one. Now, many people have, since this film's release, praised this film for its influence, its um, revolutionary aspects of film, uh, the giant bug, um, the atomic age monster thing, which had only been done a few times prior, but not really, you know, uh, in a bug format yet. Did you think that this film was going to be that influential to history 
because most of the time when people talk about 50s giant monster movies, 50s sci-fi movies, them is typically the highlight of the mid-50s, especially in America. No, I never, I never thought about it being a, a groundbreaker or anything. Never, never really realized that it was just, it was just entertainment. It was enjoyable to go see, but I really wasn't expecting it to, to be outstanding. But I'm glad it was, because knowing what it meant to to me and my wife, it's nice to know that. Other people enjoyed it for, for other reasons. And do you have anything to add on? No, I, it's just like I said earlier, sometimes the unknown is scarier than what you actually <laughs> see. And uh, that's, uh, you, know, you, you, you know, you were aware of the atomic bomb and uh, the testing of it. You'd seen the newsreels of it, of buildings being blown to smithereens. They were, you know, many miles away. And, uh, of course, since then we found out, you know, that ones that even made films in the area where they were, they ended up with cancer later. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, so we've kind of discussed um, what you thought and what you remember. So... If I remember correctly, this was the first time you've watched the film since that initial theatrical yes. viewing. So it's been over 66 years, um, and tonight we watched the film. What did you think after all these years? I uh, remembered it as being more scary. I don't remember, you know, when you're 13, you know, there's other, there's... You, you, you have a different fears and so forth. You don't like the dark. Uh, you don't, I, I still, to this day, don't like going down in a dark basement. <laughs> so I think it branded me. Uh, yes. Um, I was... Uh, let me see. What, what question did you ask? Uh, I asked, after all these years, what did you oh, think? Yes. Uh, it's like uh, Annie said, uh, it, it wasn't scary tonight like it was when we first saw it. But on the other hand, uh, it was entertaining enough that I didn't view it as a, a comedy, something to, to laugh at. It was still very interesting even after all of these years. Mm-hmm. One thing I actually, because I hadn't seen the film in a few, maybe a year or so, I was actually surprised by the comedic elements that were in the film um, from the, our human characters. Did you remember that at all, or was that kind of no. off-putting? No, I, I, didn't, uh, I, I didn't remember that. I don't guess I did either. I found that interesting because, for the most part, when I think people talk about them, they do focus mainly on the serious elements, the ants, the atomic testings, the scientists. But when you actually, um, the moment that I remember, I think both of you chuckled at was, um, I think it was when they were in the helicopter and they were telling him, you need to talk 
like this over yes. the radio, and mm-hmm. he was like, bah, I, you know, who needs to talk like that? Um, I noticed that both of you kind of chuckled at that part. Um, so I found that interesting that even though it is a horror film, that there were comedic elements yeah. in it. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, a lot today, like when I'm trying to work a computer. I don't know ever where to move the cursor and where to push the button, whether it's right or left. And I kind of felt for the old gentleman. He didn't know you had to had to say over and over and out and and all. But it reminded me of me working with a computer. <laughs> um. Actually, I I do want to ask this. So, the film does deal with some political messages about atomic testings, um, the government keeping info quiet, um, and so forth. Do you think the film still is relevant 66 years later with some of those political messages, or do you think it is out of date? I think it's right on. I do, too. Because so many people think that we know everything that's going on. We know so little, it's unbelievable. Uh, So uh, cover-ups and trying to sneak things around and not let people know. uh, I, I think it's right on. And especially whenever it comes to something like that. That would have really a panic people, and that's just like it is with this COVID and other things. If they absolutely let out everything that they knew, uh, it, it there's some people that would really be terrified at it. So yeah, it, it just goes to show these cover-ups and everything has been going on for all this time. And now, do you think it's interesting that a film 66 years old can still be relevant today um, like this? Or do you think it's kind of natural for films to keep their relevance over time? Well, yes and no. I mean, we have other scary things today. (laughs) Uh, But uh, then again, we, you know, they, like I said, you know, even cancer is caused today in the area where they did the atomic testing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, let's see. We still got a few minutes here. So, was there anything you wanted to bring up or mention that while watching the movie you thought of? Uh, anything you noticed that you were kind of surprised at? Uh, anything of that nature? There wasn't anything in the movie that that I was surprised at. Uh, I think it pretty well went along with the way I felt all these 66 years ago. But, uh, you know, there's things, especially happy things, uh, all the time I was watching it, I was thinking about setting next to my girlfriend and hoping one of these days she would be my wife, but didn't really realize 
that within a couple of months we'll be celebrating 61 years together. And, and I thought about that quite a bit during the movie and thought how that we were such naive kids. But now then, here we are, old people with a lot of knowledge and don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I just remember how, how I thought we were sneaking, holding hands to where his mom couldn't see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, after watching the movie, so 66 years later, um, is, do you find it hard to believe that this is one of the... I would, from, you know, from all I've heard, one of the pinnacle films that kind of helped you continue throughout your life together? Or would you place another film um, into that? Uh, as far as us together, I think there would be other movies that I would think had to do more with us being together. The Elvis movies. The Elvis movies and things like that. But nonetheless, it was it was a, a wonderful time in my life and her life that we enjoyed immensely. And it was nice to get to kind of relive it tonight. So, I guess now we can go into overall reviews. So, uh, if you want to go ahead, if one of you wants to start with your review of the movie, um, go right on ahead, or if you both kind of want to make your own together. Okay, here's, 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 what I, I know we're supposed to give it so many ants. Yeah. Um... Considering all the effects that we have anymore, I would have to list it as a one or two ants. But, considering when it was made and still how interesting that it is and the way that they were able to do the special effects and everything, uh, I think I'd give it about eight ants. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the un, to me, the unknown is scarier than the reality. Mm -hmm. But yet again, like I say, I do not like basements. <laughs> I still don't, especially if they're not well lit. <laughs> I don't know if that comes from the tunnels and uh, in California. The, the drainage system that they have that you see in so many movies where they're racing cars and such. Yeah. Or if it's uh, when the old man in the basement with a gun barrel bent. Mm -hmm. So how many ants would you give this film out of five? I think it's right up there. It's a five. It still is to me. Uh, I find it interesting that you gave it an eight and you gave it a five. Um... Because a lot of people agree with that. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, one of the largest online critic places that goes and kind of takes an average of everybody, it has it at a 100%, meaning it is a perfect film like Citizen Kane. Um, 
That's the first one that comes to my head. I think it's even higher than Wizard of Oz's when it comes to a critic score. Um, do you... Because not all those are people that have watched it in theaters. Do you think it's interesting that people nowadays can appreciate a film like this still? Yeah, I, th I think it's, it's outstanding that something can last this long. Because there's a lot of other movies made back then that uh, uh, people couldn't tell you the name of or or anything else, and uh, and this is a movie that uh, it's lasted all this time and and still people enjoy watching it. Do you have anything to add on? No, no. I just uh, it was like I said I. I can't, I can't believe that I didn't remember more about it than what I did until I saw it again. And that's the first time I've seen it since I was, what, 14, 13, yeah. something like that, 12, 13. I was 13, you were 12. I think so. Yeah. So, I guess um, we'll start wrapping things up here. But I wanted to ask you, do you think this film should be considered a high quality or top tier film of its type um or do you think it deserves that b movie kind of level that a lot of people often throw 50s especially sci-fi movies in uh i enjoyed i enjoyed the movie so much the first time i saw it and the last time that i saw it uh i would just I would put it in among film that was uh, had stood the test of time and still was relevant and interesting today as it was back when it was done. Now, I was amazed. I I thought I re would remember more than what I did, and the people's reaction to everything was kind of interesting. I don't remember that. I just. <laughs> I just remember the uh, the fear of the unknown. And actually, I you've mentioned fear of the unknown a lot tonight, and I, I I feel like it would be almost wrong to not ask a question like this. Do you think older films like this, the films that were lower budget that couldn't afford to show the cheesy props? I say cheesy with the finger gestures because I think it still looks good. Um, do you think uh, we have lost a part of scariness from movies because people are no longer afraid to put the unknown in the spotlight? I think perhaps that's true. But like I said, still to me, the fear of not knowing what's going to happen, the fear of not really seeing everything, Sometimes your mind can <laughs> make you see worse than what there is. Um, here's my way of answering that, that question. Um, I wish that they would make more movies like this than the way they do today. I do not care for the blood and the guts and the gore and the outright ferociousness of these movies, I do not enjoy them. 
this movie, I could sit down and watch it over and over. And and if I wanted to to bring one of my young grandchildren in and sit and watch that movie, I wouldn't wouldn't uh, uh, think a thing about it. Which some of these movies they put out today, uh, I wouldn't want my grandchildren watching. It's funny you mention that because um, earlier today I was watching a movie and I had made a post about how the film, while it's it was given a harsh rating, it doesn't have blood, guts, language, gore. It, it's very contained and it's still really good. Mm -hmm. um, I, I do agree that I feel like adding that stuff that doesn't need to be there doesn't always need to be the case with this because this is a classic and outside of a little um chocolate you know chocolate syrup that they would use for black and white movies for the blood there's there's no nothing too horrific there is movies can be scary and not have all of that in it I can remember today, I can see one cell of this movie in my mind's eye. The name of the movie was Bird of Paradise. And even though that there wasn't the blood and guts and gore in it, still, whenever that, that lady sacrificed her life for the village, it still just it's it's very it's very scary to me. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything you want to add? No, no, I think I've said what I wanted to say. Alrighty, well, so it's been sixty six years. You've rewatched the film. Would you recommend it to people wanting to watch a bug movie? a horror movie, a sci-fi movie, or just a movie in general. Would you recommend it? I think I would. I think I would. I would. Do you have any closing statements or things you want to say or talk about? No, I don't think I have a lot. I'm just glad that you asked us to watch it again, and we did. Uh, because it, it did bring back good memories and, and everything. And uh, I'm, uh, that probably won't be the last time I'll view it. If it's around, I'll probably view it again because uh, it is very interesting. Actually, um, the, the fact that you mentioned that, I actually wanted to ask you this. Would you be willing to watch other movies around this time period that were of a similar nature like War of the Worlds and, you know, look at it and determine which is scarier, especially since War of the Worlds was a color movie. Yeah, yeah, that would be, be fine. It's kind of hard for us to find time to do anything like that, but no, I, I don't mind it because... Like I say, those movies are more interesting to me than today's movies are. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then...
we're about at the 40 minute mark, so I think we can go ahead and start wrapping things up here. Um, first, I want to thank you for finding time to watch it and then allowing me to interview you. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I found it interesting, your thoughts of the film from then to now. Um, and I think you brought something that a lot of people, because uh, speaking from whenever I discussed it on the podcast a few weeks ago, I had to look at it from a perspective, a perspective of, okay, this is how it is in modern day, but how would I view it? as if I've thought about it then, and you don't need to do that, because you saw it then, so you knew how you felt, um, so it kind of adds a bit of a purity to a, your thoughts of the film, um, so thank you for that, so in that case, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up here, um, unless you have anything else, I think I've said all I need to. <laughs> Alrighty. It was fun. So, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. That boosts our ratings and helps us get recommended to more people. If you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't, you can tweet us and follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. If you don't have either of those, you can like us on Facebook or message us on Instagram and contact us that way. If you're like me before I had the podcast and you don't have any social media, you can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill. And as always, we'll read your reviews on air for everyone to hear, positive, negative, we recommend it all, and... Like I said, if you review us and give us a high rating, that'll always um, get us out to more people so they can hear me and whoever I have on each week, or every other week, I guess, talk about giant monsters, bugs, ants, and the, the list goes on. We also have merchandise on teespring.com, and eventually we'll have exclusive art by our own artists there, so stay tuned for that. If you'd like to chat with us one-on-one -on -one and hear our opinions on different subjects, you can always join our Discord server, where you can talk to me and others that relate to you about topics like them. Um, in fact, I believe we discussed it a little bit the other week. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that bell so you can be notified when we upload there. Sometimes we'll post short exclusives, sometimes we're just kind of joking around, having fun. And I think that's going to wrap things up here. If you haven't already, please check out them. It is available on Blu-ray via Warner Brothers. And I believe it's streaming on the Turner Classic Movies uh website or not website streaming service or you can catch it um showing there every once in a while if you haven't already it's a very good film and i do highly recommend it so thank you guys so much for listening and remember life's too short to not talk big <laughs>